Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to more of your calls coming up uh, after the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Yesterday on this program, we played a a number of minutes of a speech given by Congresswoman Victoria Sparts. She's from Indiana. Uh, She's Ukrainian-born. She is a congresswoman, and she just tore Putin a new one, calling him a crazy man. Here's part of what she said. This is not a war. This is a genocide of the Ukrainian people by a crazy man who cannot get over that Ukrainian people do not want socialism, Soviet Union, communists. They want to be with the United States of America. They want to be free people. They want to be with the West. And he cannot get over. Congresswoman Victoria Sparks joins us now. Uh, Congresswoman... Uh, I understand your passion, the emotion behind what you're witnessing unfold. Uh, I'm very sorry. This shouldn't happen. This is evil in our time. We're talking about, you're right, a crazy man, a madman who has invaded a sovereign country and is killing innocent men, women, and children. Uh, And he needs to go. Uh, Somebody needs to remove him by whatever means necessary is my position. Why don't we start where... Things are as of today. I read earlier this morning that this 40-mile convoy of Russian troops, Russian military equipment, munitions, uh, fuel, etc., they're 18 miles outside of Kiev. Um, that tells me that a major massacre is in the works. Uh, that scares the hell out of me. And yes, I I give the Ukrainian people that have taken up arms all all the credit in the world. And President Zelensky has shown incredible courage, fortitude, strength, leadership. And and he's a lot of other leaders would have gotten on an airplane with millions of dollars that they pillage and gone to a safe haven country and they'd be fine. He's not doing that. Good for him. So my question is, do you see with what is unfolding? What do you see is coming? Thank you, Sean. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle. I was saying it's a David versus Goliath battle. But David prevailed in the end. And I think Ukrainian people are going to prevail. But it's going to be tough for them. I'll be honest with you, I'm so impressed and inspired by their strength, and, you know, I know a lot of different people, and a lot of people here in the community, Ukrainian community, you know, know me, and so they send me the footage, I mean, the atrocity that happened, and they have to, you watch this footage, when you talk to people, call them, and they tell you real stories, how they get in shelter, how they try to save their children, how they 
see them killing civilians in front of them, you just, as a human being, you cannot believe this. This is just, this is not a war. I mean, this is extermination of people that don't want to submit to a dictator. You know, I showed a video on my TV show, and, and I'm sure you probably saw it. I think it's since has gone viral of a six-year-old little girl, uh, a victim of Putin's thugs. I blame him for the murder of this young woman. And the poor girl's mother is there crying her eyes out. The, the, the medical staff, they were all crying. And at one point, one of the doctors trying to revive this girl, resuscitate this girl, they were not successful, unfortunately, you know, turns to the camera and says, Putin, you did this. I agree with him. Vladimir Putin did this. And, you know, it's it's just sad to watch, witness and see. But I got to tell you, my antenna is up. I, I wrote a book about evil. And in the last century, between Mao and China and Stalin and Russia and Hitler and Germany and Mussolini and Tojo and Japan and, and the killing fields in Cambodia, over 100 million people were slaughtered. And I, you know, people think it can't happen again. I disagree. It can happen again. And this madman is even threatening to, to use nuclear weapons. The question is, how, how, what is the best posture? What should the world be doing? My argument is I would bankrupt Vladimir Putin. The, the one sanction that would work, which is to stop him getting all this money by Western countries importing, including our country, 672,000 barrels of oil a day. Um, we have got to stop you know, the flow of money into his coffers and produce our own energy. But that still will take time, but at least it would be effective. And then we've got to provide our allies the energy they need. Your thoughts on that? Oh, I completely agree with you. If you don't deter, and we already have done a lot of mistakes. I truly believe the president, you know, played the catch-up, and he didn't really have time to catch up. And that's sad, but just going forward, where we are, if you don't deter, you will fight. So, and you better deter in a strong way with people like Putin. You know, he's just not like this guy that you can just do a little bit here and there. I mean, he's a serious aggressor with big ambitions, and he was planning it for a while. I mean, you saw maybe his interview a few years ago on Fox News, where he pretty much said, guys, I'm not planning to defend myself, and you're wasting money defending yourself. I have all these new weapons that I'm going to do to attack to make sure... You know, you can waste your taxpayers' money. I am here on the attack. And this is his posture. But with people like him, you need to have postures that is meaningful. And if you don't take the key assets and paying for his war, buying energy from him, if you don't make financial section, sanctions where you completely get them out of financial system and have sanctions on central bank and sweep to completely get them out, if you are coming and, I mean, you, you don't have sanctions on some major oligarchs that are closest to him. I was surprised. When I look at that list, I'm like, seriously? I know from, you know, I used to live there. I know it's very well-known fact who the closest people to him. And we exempted them from seizures of assets. And I'm thinking, like, what it's, kind it's of the, It's the one sanction that would work. Let me ask you this. What would you like the United States to do now? under the current circumstances, and what would you like the world to do now under the current circumstances? I think we have to 
lead because it's important. Europe, I think, is much better now than before because they understand the threat is serious and real. But they still need United States to lead. There are just too many countries there. Actually, I was impressed. In this circumstance, they actually was leading us. That is what surprised it to me. But we still need us and lead to have a serious sanction on energy sector, on financial sectors, and oligarchs. They need to go full speed on that. If he doesn't do ceasefire, put a timeline, no ceasefire, sanctions on. You need to start dictating the rules, not reacting on his movement. You make a move, he doesn't, you go forward. You also need to make sure that you have a fast delivery of the lethal aid that we promise to these people so he doesn't kill all of them. And it's extremely important. And protection gear, helmets, and, you know, and all these different things that they need to protect themselves, not just talk about it and deliver it in a month. I mean, Elon Musk was able to deliver it in 24 hours. And our government takes some several weeks and we cannot deliver stuff. It's ridiculous. Well, then work maybe with the private sector. That's a great example to show how quickly, you know, private sector can get things done. But also work with our international partners to provide safe passages and humanitarian corridors. Because a lot of these people that try and kids and women that are trying to escape are going to be killed. The border is backing up. Poland is getting full. We have to work with our partners and see how we can help see, people to survive. I think the best thing that the United States can do and every European country could do right now is as quickly as possible is to provide the munitions, in particular Stinger missiles, the Javelins, the anti-tank missiles, so that the Ukrainian people can can at least begin an insurgency and fight back against this massive uh, Russian army that's coming in with, with you know, including fighter jets, uh, naval uh, attacks, and, and everything in between. Uh, that, to me, would be the best-case scenario. But I fear only 18 miles out, this convoy, I, I pray to God I'm wrong, Congresswoman, but I see a massacre in the future here, and I understand that people... This is their homeland, et cetera. But I, I would like every man, every woman and child to get out of there right now so we can at least protect the kids. And I'd like every man to pick up arms, but they have to have arms to be able to pick up. Okay. Uh, that would be the best defense I think they would have available over time. I think an insurgency can can act, absolutely defeat Putin if it was done properly. It's not an easy lift. It's a heavy lift. The Mujahideen did it to the former Soviet Union in the 80s with Stinger missiles. Between javelins and Stingers, I think we could do it. So are we providing enough munitions so that they really can put up a real fight? Well, I think that's a question that I'm still waiting to see from responses from this administration. Because they say one thing, and you hear a different thing from Ukrainians on the ground. They keep saying that we need more help. So I think, you know, this administration needs to take more responsibility. And they either don't understand what it is or don't know what's happening. I know it's complicated. But ultimately, we and our allies have commitment, you know, to help them, to protect themselves. And they're not willing, not even asking us to go there and fight for them. They just say, we will protect. Just help us not to get slaughtered there. And I think that's something we need to do. But time is of an essence. And unfortunately, governments are so slow 
though maybe we should be asking Elon Musk to help us out because I haven't seen this administration moving things as quickly as they should yeah. be moving. By the way, I thought Elon Musk's move to keep communications up and open for the Ukrainian people was an amazing move on his part, yeah. um, and I hope that stays. Um, it's just very, very sad. What are you hearing from the people that you know that live in Ukraine, uh, um, and and what are they telling you? Uh you know, a lot of horror stories. People, um, you know, people have been under shock. Now people are angry. People are determined. And people are united to fight. And it's interesting that, you know, I've, I mean, this is not just one person. Several people I talk with, they say, oh, no, we're not crying. We are not going to cry just give us guns and we're going to fight and this is women that never had guns in their life held gun in their life this is actually people that born in russia that now live in ukraine so it's not about russia and ukraine it's about an aggression of a madman who couldn't submit one nation he submitted russian he submitted belarusian and freedom-loving Ukrainians said, oh, no. He sent police on them, and guess what? Hundred policemen, hundred people were killed, and then millions show up next day. Well, to kill millions, now he sent an army. But that's what shows us how important the Second Amendment is, because a lot of these people are now fighting with forks and knives and blankets and it's so important now. Now every Ukrainian is thinking, women, we want to have guns. Old women. This is a 70, 80-year-old woman. Tell, please give us guns so they don't kill us. But this is kind of a reminder for us that our founding fathers were very smart people when they put that pride in our Constitution to protect us from any tyranny, foreign or domestic. This is actually was the main, very important right when they fought British. And that's why they won, and they understand the values. So I hope it's a reminder for Americans why the Second Amendment is there and how important it is. It's just so sad, everything that's happening, and, and a lot of this, I think, was preventable. And I, I really, really am angry that a lot of the economic and energy policies that Joe Biden adopted pushed our allies into Putin's arms and they became dependent on his energy sources when they should have been dependent on their ally providing the ener and meeting their energy needs. That That's a big part of the story to me. The fact that the world is still, even the United States, is importing 672,000 uh, barrels of oil from Russia today. And that they won't implement the one sanction that would be effective is inexcus inexcusable to me. But um, I want you to know, know this, Congresswoman. Uh, this audience is praying for your country, praying for you, and praying for those that are bravely trying to fight back in this, as you say, David versus Goliath struggle for freedom. Uh, these are sad, tough times, and all of it, in my view, preventable. Thank you for being with us, and we'll have you back. Thank you so much. If American people are praying, God will be on our side, because God always on our side of our country. Thank you so much, Sean. All right. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get to your calls here in a minute. Um, as predicted, I, I said there would be sycophantic, wow, this is the speech of Joe's life that he gave last night, and, and this is phenomenal. Uh, here's CNN uh, fake news Van Jones on Joey's speech. Listen. I, I thought totally different. I, first, first of all, I thought that was Joe Biden at his best. Uh, Uncle Joe is back. I thought he was he was being uh, the leader. Listen, nobody believes in these American ideals more than Joe Biden. It showed tonight. He, he, he has spent his entire career standing for American unity at home. He stood for that and for American ideals abroad. And I thought, and listen, I have not seen unity in this country like I saw at the beginning of that speech. And I don't want to step on that. It is very, very important that we underscore to the world that every single person stood with Joe Biden tonight. Every Republican stood on their feet. And, and the Ukrainians are not, but not by themselves. I, listen, I was impressed with the energy. I was impressed with, if you didn't believe in democracy before, if you never heard of democracy, and you just looked at the body language of this guy, this guy believed every word he said. And I think I'm, yeah, I'm no, proud tonight we have a leader like him. I'm yeah. proud tonight. Well, I happen to have just the opposite feeling. I'm embarrassed that he's our president. I think he's his handling of this situation is embarrassing. Nobody wants to talk about the real cause-effect relationship here. But uh, let's say hi to Crystal in Minnesota. Crystal, hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. So um, a couple of things here. You know, I'm, I'm wondering why U.S. oil and gas companies aren't doing more, um, like ramping up production operations at a protest. We have a bunch of Americans that are struggling here with the concept that we continue to purchase oil and gas from Russia, which is, you know, doing genocide in Ukraine. Um, this is a fact. It must stop. It's not humane. It's un-American. It's dangerous to the world. And then as far as the presidential address went, you know, not surprised. Um, but I wasn't 
impressed with the response on behalf of the Republican Party. It sounded like a world hunger commercial. Um, I would have spoken from the heart that's reflective of the core values as Americans and stated exactly what I just said about funding Russia's terrorism. Uh, it would have kept it short, sweet, and simple that reaches everyone's heart who cares about humans. Um, identity politics is killing this nation. There is no right or left. There is only an up and down, as noted in Reagan's speech from 1964, a time for choosing, which happens to be super pertinent to what's going on in this moment. Well, I, I listen, people of goodwill, and this is what I've been trying to do by appealing to the people that have access to Putin. And apparently he's extremely paranoid. You know, you see the longest table in the world and he's at one end and members of the military that are having meetings with him and cabinet officials and leaders in Russia they're all the way down at the other end of this table. I mean, you know, I could throw a football and it would be, you know, a 25-yard game. It, it's that far away. So something is really off with him. Clearly, COVID paranoia, I think, is at the root of that. That's just a guess. But it's neither here nor there. Um, Vladimir Putin set his sights on Ukraine, and now he is about to surround the capital. And at that moment, once the, the blitz begins... It's going to probably, and I pray to God I'm wrong, probably be a massacre. And I think Chuck Todd is looking at that 40-mile convoy and probably saying, I better hedge my bets. Uh, None of this is going to end well. There's going to be a lot of death. There's going to be a lot of destruction. The, The antidote is not American boots on the ground. I will not support it because every politician that goes ahead, you know, rah, rah, we got to put boots on the ground, we got to save the world. Uh, they eventually turn when things get hard, They the war gets politicized, and then we end up leaving embarrassed like Afghanistan. If we're ever going to fight a war again, it's got to be fought from an air-conditioned building in a place like Tampa, Florida, command center, and we need to push buttons, and those buttons need to, with pinpoint accuracy, take out every single target we want to take out and we do it with as little risk to americans as possible now one other thing democrats they do what they always do when they're in power and that is they defund the military we have spent you know i think how many billions of dollars uh on social engineering and wokeness in our military we need to be training them to be killers and fighters at a moment's notice we need to be we need the biggest, baddest, kick ass military on the face of the earth. I'm concerned that we don't have the hypersonic technologies that China and Russia apparently have. Uh, I'm concerned about the amount of money, particularly China has been spending building up their military. Um, China's standing back mostly in in this instance. But um, China finally began to condemn it a little bit yesterday. But I'm, I'm sure that the whole wink and a nod is that, all right, we'll let you have Ukraine, but when we take Taiwan, you're not going to bother us. And unfortunately, I believe that's probably an agreement that they have come to. Can't prove it, but that's where my thoughts lie. Uh, Crystal, thank you. David is in Long Island. What's up, David? How are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm, I'm good, sir. What's going on? All right. Well, I don't think Biden's caving in to AOC to the Green New Deal at all. Uh, he he uh, is just compromised. He's being told what to do. As soon as he got in, he shut out a pipeline down, gave Putin his. 
I don't think are you are you talking about Biden men- cognitively compromised or the Biden no, no, no Biden no, family no, syndicate and their business yeah. dealings with r- countries like Russia, yeah. China, Ukraine, etc. Yeah. yeah, I think it's much bigger than we even know. I think you're I mean, right. We know some a little bit from the laptop. I'm sure you know more than I. You talk talk to Trump and people that that are in the know. No, uh, listen. There's no I, doubt. I, I, I think this is bad, man. It, oh, keep going. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, right off the bat, with the pipelines and everything, Pelosi and Biden are close. I think they love each other. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> AOC and Pelosi. What do you think this? But Pelosi. <laughs> Sorry, brother. They're both equally dumb to me, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. She can't stand AOC. When she got when AOC won the the con the junior congresswoman, the uh, Pelosi said the Democrats would vote for a glass of water if it had a D in front of it. She does not like the woman. I really do not think that Biden is uh, doing what he's doing because of AOC. I think he wants us to think that. I, I, I think it it's a combination time. of both. I think you're right on the Biden family syndicate, their business dealings in Ukraine, their business dealings in Kazakhstan, their business dealings in Russia, uh, their business dealings in China. And we know that the Libyans had a dossier on zero experience Hunter. They knew he was a crack addict and they knew that he liked to hire prostitutes. So they knew it all. And if Libya knows it, I guarantee you, the communist Chinese have a lot more than the Libyans do, and the Russians have a lot more than the Libyans do. And do I think it would be compromising materials uh, at the highest level? I do. And nobody in the media mob will dare touch it except for a few of us. And that's sad. Um, anyway, good call. Appreciate it, David. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Bill is in Montana. Bill, glad you called. Uh, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean, good to talk to you again. Uh, My take on this whole thing is the reason we're in this mess with Ukraine and Russia and all this crap is the fact that Joe Biden put sanctions on the American people and the American oil industry. And he did that for one reason, to appease the left-wing climate change wacko, Green New Deal wackos. And bottom line is, whenever you talk to one of these people that hypes all this climate change, ask them, how many uh, electric tractors have you seen out in the fields, electric combines, or electric construction material, building roads and stuff? But the big thing is, how many electric airliners have you seen flying around the world, or electric F-22s or F-35s or electric B-1 bombers out there protecting us? How many of those are out there? We're not ready for that yet, folks. Listen, uh, I think you should be the energy secretary. I hereby appoint you because you know what you're talking about. Um, I take it on right now. Uh, listen, you do a better job than, what is it, Jennifer Granholm? Who's in charge of energy? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, that's her. Okay, so the, here, here's, you're dead on accurate. Right now, the reality is this, that the lifeblood of the world's economy is oil, gas, and coal. It's energy. Now, you ask me, well, Hannity... We, we should take care of the the planet. We should be good stewards of the gifts that God gave us. Well, God gave us the oil, and he gave us the shell uh, technology, uh, and he gave us the coal, and he, he even gave us the natural gas. So we have the lifeblood of the economy in its present form. Do I believe that some point, at some point down the line that there will be new technology that might replace fossil fuel 
as the main source of energy for the for every economy. I do. But I think it's a long ways off. And I can tell you, solar panels and wind farms, windmills are not going to be the answer. So when we get that answer, somebody's going to be a multi, 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 multi billionaire when they figure out a way to get energy uh, that is cleaner and cheaper. So, But well, we don't have is, it now. The thing is, Sean, you know, they're talking about shutting us down and getting us off fossil fuels because we don't pollute the atmosphere and we have clean air and clean water. Why don't they say that to the Chinese? The Chinese presently have around 1,000 coal-fired new, uh, uh, power plants, and they're building one a week, and there's more in the pipeline. Well, You'd raise another great question. The The Paris Climate Agreement that Donald Trump pulled out of and Joe Biden went back into and Biden and Obama started, uh, we pulled out for the very reason you're saying. China, India are recognized as developing countries and we pay the bulk of money, even though we have reduced our carbon footprint, our carbon emissions more than any other country on the face of the earth. Pretty amazing that they wouldn't have to pay their fair share, but that's typical. America always gets screwed. We get screwed exactly. by NATO, we get screwed by the UN, uh, and we get screwed in the, in the Paris Climate Accords. And you know what? This is what Trump meant when he said we are stupid. We're being, these are dumb decisions. The one thing that he understood is that Putin is going to look out for Russia and that President Xi is going to look out for China, and Kim Jong-un is going to look out for North Korea, and the Mullahs are going to look out for Iran. Who's going to look out for America if not the American president? It should be the American president that puts America first. This is the distinction, this is the difference between American first policies and American last policies. Anyway, you get the gold star. Caller of the day. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, Fred, South Carolina, next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Fred? How are you? Hey, Sean. Uh, great to talk to you. I really appreciate what you said about the oil. That is that is absolutely true, and and we never should have done the things that Biden's done to our oil industry. But the question is, even though our, our words are saying we condemn the invasion, our energy actions are paying the payroll for the invasion. And and the question is, how do you keep Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian moms down at the bunkers, how do you keep them alive this next week? Because they've got courage. They've got enough courage to export courage, but they need something they don't have. I mean, we're giving them weapons. They're using weapons. And by the way, in answer to O'Reilly, you know, how is it that, that the Ukrainians can shoot down Russian planes? Don't they know that the, that the Russians have nuclear weapons? They're standing up. They're fighting. And what they need is what we... We only can. They, give they them, need I mean, javelins and they need stinger they missiles. Need air, Those are the Sean, two they, best they weapons need, we can they ship need to them. Air power, and that's what he's asking for. And you're saying don't put boots on the ground. But Sean, who's the, here's I the have question. no. I have no problem with NATO air power. They have. They have. They have fighter jets. They can start using them. More right to be there. Than Putin's thugs do to be bombing schools. I'm just, and bombing those people under rubble. And, this was. This and, would and be I, my I advice to. Women and children, and and maybe people think I'm really old-fashioned and I'm not politically correct. Uh, the, the women in the bunkers with their children, I would urge them with every ounce of passion I have, please leave. P- please protect the lives of your children. For every able-bodied man, I would say pick up arms and go fight for your country. 
And and if any women want to stay and fight, I would not prevent them from staying and fighting. Um, I have now interviewed on TV numerous women that are have chosen to stay. And my great fear is when I check back in a week, they may not be there. And I pray to God they are. I pray to God that they're protected because this man will show no mercy because he's it's all about his ego in my mind at this point. That's sad. And we need to pray for them. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Senator Marco Rubio tonight. Uh, we talked to her earlier in the program, uh, Congresswoman Victoria Spart. She'll join us tonight. Uh, Dan Hoffman, Rebecca Koffler, Russian intel experts, uh, Victor Davis Hansen, Mark Meadows, Ari Fleischer, and several Ukrainian MPs that are fighting hard to save their country. All coming up 9 Eastern tonight, back at a regular time. Uh, we'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.